Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, everyone. Marcel here. Before today's episode, I want to tell you about a new show that we are loving at Witch Please Productions, the Culture Study Podcast with Anne Helen Peterson. If you don't already know it, I'm convinced that you're about to fall in love with a new podcast. And this is coming from me, Marcel, someone who famously doesn't really listen to podcasts. Culture Study is a podcast about exploring the nooks and crannies of the culture that surrounds us. Each week, Anne and a super smart co-host will answer listeners' questions about the stuff they find interesting and perplexing, like, why do clothes suck now? And... Is Paw Patrol copaganda, or is it not that deep? And, like, what's the deal with everyone I know getting a divorce? Just like Anne's tremendously popular newsletter of the same name, Culture Study Podcast is funny, insightful, and kind of weird. And it's guaranteed to help you become the most interesting person at parties. Listen to the Culture Study Podcast every Wednesday, wherever you get your shows. Who knows? Maybe you'll recognize some guests in the coming months. Hey, witches! This week we're releasing some insider Patreon bonus content instead of a regular episode. As you know, we just wrapped Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, so we're taking a little breather before coming back in two weeks with a new episode to kick off Season 6, all about Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. If you like what you hear in this episode, head on over to patreon.com slash ohwitchplease to become part of our wizarding world feminist utopia, the $10 a month tier that grants you access to unedited episodes from our original run, bonus episodes, and Witch Please Tell Me Q&As. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your support. Witch please, witch please, make it make sense to me. Because a muggle in me just wants to know, oh, oh. Which please, which please, make it make sense to me. Because a muggle in me just wants to know. Hello and welcome to another Patreon bonus edition of Which Please Tell Me. I'm Hannah. I'm Marcel. And we are back again with some more questions that we have accumulated on Twitter and Instagram. Mm -hmm. It was a real rapid fire question gathering this time (laughs) around because we remembered this morning. But you know what? Mm -hmm. I've got some real gems. You know what? what? This community of listeners never ceases to impress me. The hard hitting and awesome questions on a moment's notice. Mm -hmm. But I have a suggestion. Go. I have a lot of incredible questions here that are not at all related to Harry Potter. And so I suggest that I only ask questions that have nothing to do with Harry Potter. (laughs) I mean, that's incredible. I have a couple that aren't about Harry Potter. So we could do (laughs) a very special witch please tell me absolutely no Harry Potter content. And then we'll save the Harry Potter content for next month. Yeah, next month. (laughs) It's a very special reward. 
<laughs> All right, I'm ready. Actually, I've okay. just just one, <laughs> so it's gonna be mostly you. <laughs> oh no, wait, two, two. Okay, I found a second one. Two. I've got two, right. but they're both really good. Okay, okay. All right. So then maybe I'll go first because I have first. so many. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is great. This question comes from Instagram user Aline Cecilia, who asks, current fave lipstick. Ooh, you know what? What I've been wearing the absolute most of lately is a new line of lipstick from Cheekbone Beauty, mm-hmm. which is an amazing indigenous-owned beauty company located in Canada, but I'm pretty sure you can ship mm-hmm. it into other places as well. I have seen reviews from America. Amazing. Maybe you can get it in Europe. <laughs> Who knows? But it's a Ooh. really great company. And so their original line was all was primarily liquid lipsticks, but they have just mm-hmm. released a new line of eco-friendly lipsticks. And so they wanted mm-hmm. to make sure 100% their lipstick is always vegan and sort of you know, made from good ingredients, but they wanted to release a line that is like biodegradable packaging as well. Mm -hmm. That's, I think, hard to do with liquid lipstick. So they released a line of cream lipsticks and they are so good. They are just (laughs) a beautiful formula. They're very moist, but they have remarkable stain powder, power, (laughs) stain power. I like can't speak highly enough of them. The one I wear most, I don't actually have here because it is at my desk Um. because I wear almost every day. It's my like, just throw on lipstick. (laughs) But they're, they're great. And Cheekbone Beauty, honestly, they're liquid lipsticks as well. Incredible. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I too am a big fan of Cheekbone Beauty. I think Hannah, you were the person who first told me about them. Probably. And obviously, I am classic millennial. I will buy pretty much anything that's advertised to me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I own a very large collection of Cheekbone Beauty liquid mm-hmm. lipsticks and glosses. I have one of the sustainable mm. lipsticks, which I've only tried once. But I'm just... <laughs> I'm so over the moon and enchanted by the lip glosses because I oh. actually normally hate lip gloss. I never mm. wear it. I don't understand the point of it. But they have this one shade that's called Sweetgrass and I I I can't I can't stop wearing it. It's Incredible. so it's such a perfect shade and it is so lightweight and it's not sticky and it smells nice and it doesn't like gum up my teeth. Anyway, oh. yeah. They also, their bright pink liquid lipstick, Alanis, <gasps> is oh, yeah. just breathtaking. This has been <laughs> a totally non-sponsored ad for Cheekbone Beauty. <laughs> have, you, have you tried Sonia? Because I feel like you would also really love Sonia. I haven't tried Sonia. It looks similar on the website. It looks similar to Alanis, but it's much more purple. Um, and it's stunning. You know what? I need something that's halfway between pink and purple. Mm -hmm. That's a missing color, (laughs) like place in the color wheel for me, because when I want that perfect pink purple mix, Mm -hmm. I actually layer on two different lipsticks and blend them. I mean, that's also really smart because I 
never go through my lipsticks. Yeah. They yeah, just should probably just keep blending. <laughs> I don't need I don't need more. I have so many that I've started cycling them in and out <laughs> like a spring and winter wardrobe. I, <laughs> I admire that. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, these are colors I don't really wear in the summer, so we'll just put them away. They'll mm-hmm. come back in the fall. Just roll them in a trunk under my bed. Not wrong. Mm, okay, here's here is my question for you. This is from Stephanie. Mm-hmm. There's an accent. Who asks? Get ready for this question. It's going to blow your mind. Okay, I'm ready. Do you keep your eating chocolate in the fridge or pantry? <gasps> Okay, you know why this question is incredible? Why? My wonderful and amazing sister-in-law, Jillian, I observed over the last year, she keeps her eating chocolate in the refrigerator, which is not a thing I've ever seen or considered before. I had also never heard of it. I got this question and I was like, what? What? And then there's all people being like, ooh, personally, I'm a room temperature chocolate person. And I don't... Sorry, I mean, that was Stephanie's response, actually. I mock you not. It's just blowing my mind that that's a thing. Okay, so remember last summer, about a year ago... Oh, I remember you ordering $100 worth of American chocolate bars. Of course, I'll never forget. So obviously I did the thing that I do, which is that I consumed them to a point where I hated them. And so I have the remnants of them in the in the deep freezer, but that's oh. not the same thing. That's not what this person is asking. That is not the same. That is like if you no. want to freeze chocolate so that it's good later, th- that is an entirely different situation than you like to eat your eating chocolate. I mean, the phrase eating chocolate. <laughs> um <laughs> incredible. But you want to eat your eating chocolate out of the fridge, which the only situation in which chocolate should be cold is when <laughs> is it's, when it's ice mixed cream? into ice cream. Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to hear a really sad story? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do our, do our Patreon supporters want to hear a really sad story? It does involve me saying that I'm pregnant, which is fine. Some people probably know that, but some of you may not. But hey, that's, that's our best Patreon exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Hot tip. <laughs> So as as people may know from previous episodes, I normally don't like sweets, but when I'm pregnant, I really do. And mm-hmm. I've been really emotionally invested in chocolate ice cream in a way that I am not normally. Mm. And um, I bought from the grocery store a very large tub of limited edition chocolate raspberry salted fudge or something like that. Anyway, I was really, really, really jazzed about it. Okay. And after eating a very large helping, I looked at the ingredients. You realized there was gluten in it? I read that there was gluten and I was like, how can there be gluten? Where could the gluten be? And so then it was just the may, it, it wasn't even may contain, it just straight up said it contains gluten. And so I scroll through the list of ingredients, and one of the ingredients is literally just wheat flour. <laughs> <laughs> what was it in? It's just wheat flour mixed into the delicious ice cream. 
that can't possibly be true. It must have been like a thickener in the fudge layer or something. <laughs> they made this gluten-free ice cream and then they were like, don't add the flour. <laughs> you know what this ice cream is missing? <laughs> flour. Oh no, did it make you super yeah. sick? I don't know because I already like don't feel great most oh, of the time. Oh, because you're pregnant, so you're already, yeah. 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 But uh, I did I did have to request that everybody else in the house please eat it as quickly as possible because I have no self-control. Like, eat it as quickly as possible out of my line of sight. <laughs> yeah. Tell me it's gross. I know that you'll be lying because it's delicious. But, uh, I'm sorry, yeah. I hope you can replace it with delicious gluten-free ice cream soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't don't worry, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> you deserve all the ice cream. You know what? Everybody deserves ice cream. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let's answer some more questions. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I have a culinary question for you. Okay. This question comes from Instagram user MKY1E, which is maybe M Kyle. No, it's Marshall. Oh, it's Marshall. Yeah. Oh, hi, Marshall. Hi, Marshall. We don't know each other, but I appreciate you asking this question. <laughs> okay, Hannah. Mm-hmm. Are baking and roasting the same thing? Mm, no. Why? Like the oven is functioning in the same way. The difference is what the oven is doing to the thing you've put in it. Okay. So if you are roasting, it's just taking a whole of something and making that thing cooked. Whereas when you are baking, the thing is transforming through its process of heating. Mm. I mean, not that becoming cooked is not a transformation, but like a cake has like a chemical reaction to being baked. Right. Baking is, is chemistry. I think maybe everything's in chemistry is oh. chemistry. I'm really worried ever since I said time isn't real and then a bunch of physicists were like, yes, it is. <laughs> no, they're wrong. Time is a social construct. <laughs> they were like, you know, relativity doesn't work without time. And I was like, mm, sense made up. <laughs> anyway, you know, you bake a potato. You. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, no, that just broke my whole argument. <laughs> I just proved the opposite of what I was saying. <laughs> mm. Oh, Marshall, they're the same thing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ooh, okay. Marcel, did you know Marshall and I made a podcast together? I knew of it, but I yeah. didn't. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, it's called Bad Choices. It's about Ooh. the good place. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, I love that. This is a delightful plug. For yeah, your yeah. other podcast. Everybody, everybody go check it out. We made one season and then a pandemic happened. 
<laughs> okay, another question. I'm going to give you another one. Okay. So many more are arriving, like, as we record. It's like they know. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, can they hear us? <laughs> yeah, I think they can hear us because they're talking about how it's controversial. I actually recently attended a chocolate tasting where the pros addressed this. Room temp is preferable so the fats don't separate from the milk solids. Only exception is with peanut butter cups or if room temp is too hot. Listeners can't see this, but I'm making a face that says, oh. <laughs> Yeah, that face definitely says. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> All right. This is from Anita Fajita. Okay. Who asks three questions. You can answer all of them or any of them. Okay. Okay. What book changed your life? <gasps> Where do your cat's names come from? <gasps> what are your thoughts on fanfic? Okay. What book changed my life? I feel like this is going to be... An extremely basic white girl feminist answer. Okay. But it is, in fact, the case that the paperback version of Eve Ensler's The Vagina Monologues did actually change my life. I had never seen it. I had never heard of it. I saw it probably in a chapters. It was an extremely basic experience. And I read the book and it revolutionized my way of thinking about myself as a as a woman person, as a human, as a sexed person. I don't even know if I was a feminist before I read it. I think I might have been, but I think I also might have been like, I don't like feminism. I can't remember because the book was so, it's so central to like the beginnings of my feminist journey. Yeah, it was one of those, I can't remember the name, but my ex was a education scholar and she taught mm -hmm. me this phrase for like a pedagogical experience where it changes your understanding so profoundly that once you understand that thing you can't remember what it's like not to yes. literacy is an yeah. example right once you can read you can no mm -hmm. longer look at letters and remember what it was like to not understand what they did that makes total sense yeah political learning can do a similar thing mm-hmm so I, I mean, just to be clear, I would certainly not say that the vagina monologues is a perfect text. <laughs> no, but I think you no. can say, you know, this is a book that I found at the time that it was able to like really teach me something significant. Mm -hmm. And since then I have gone on to be somebody who has like learned to complicate things like, mm -hmm. you know, cisnormativity within feminism, yeah. like, but that, yeah. In some ways, you became the person who could understand those things and complicate those things and cared enough to complicate those things because you had an entry point. Yeah, 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 so true. What about you, Hannah? Oh, the book I go to is sort of an equivalent, which is to say the book that I read and had a like, <gasps> feminism. Ooh. And it was, I read it when I was in grade eight whoa i was raised by a real by a real feminist like she was mm -hmm. making sure like <laughs> she gave me our bodies ourselves when i was 12 mm. very sort of classic classic yeah. hippie feminist mom but i had unlimited access to my parents bookshelves and in grade eight i read gertrude stein's the autobiography of alice b toklas oh, oh, oh. oh, oh, oh. which is it's a 
sort of novel slash memoir by Stein, written as though it's the autobiography of her partner, Alice. And it was like, I think probably the first queer text I ever read. Wow. Um, or like one of the first for sure. And was also about this like, like, Paris in between the wars and mm -hmm. like this radical artist culture and all of these people <laughs> like, like shaking off the norms of what they thought their lives should look like and instead just being gay and making art and living in attics and drinking wine. And I just was like, yes, this, <laughs> this is for me. I love this as a foundational text for you because it explains why you are both a fabulous feminist and literary scholar. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, important early books, important adventures in the 70s paperbacks in the basement bookshelf. <laughs> yep. Um, where are the other questions? The other, the other, where do our oh, yeah. cats? Where did your cat's names come cats from? Cat's names come from. So Sally came with her name. That was her name at the Humane Society. And it was just mm -hmm. so cute. <laughs> I think when a cat has a perfect name, there's, you yeah. know, why, yeah. why change it? But my other beautiful cat, Faye, her name was Tinkerbell when we adopted her. And I couldn't reconcile the name with the cat. Yeah, she is not a Tinkerbelly cat. No, no. So I decided to go with Faye because Tinkerbell is a fairy and Faye is mm -hmm. a, you know, reference to fairies. So that's mm -hmm. how she got her name. Um, yeah, that's that's Perfect. that. Al Purdy and Pancakes. <laughs> Al Purdy is a pun name. Uh, Al Purdy was a Canadian poet. Al Purdy the cat has two R's in his last name because he's a cat. When I was adopting him, I asked Marcel and our mutual friend Claire if he should have two R's or three in his last name. And they both scoffed and said that three would be ridiculous. <laughs> I had already decided as we, the three of us, were driving to the Humane Society that morning that I wanted to give my cat a kitschy canlet pun name, mm -hmm. um, having just received like a month before my PhD in canlet. Mm -hmm. And so I decided Al Purdy for a boy, Margaret Catwood mm -hmm. for a female cat. And one, Al Purdy has turned out to actually be an incredibly suited name for this cat. <laughs> But two, I went on to have, like, a really terrible personal falling out with Margaret Atwood. Mm -hmm. That would have made having a cat named after her extremely awkward. Yes. It yeah. would have been so, complicated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Al Purdy was also, like, a shithead, for sure, without a doubt. He did. But he also, he did, he, yeah. he pissed on Margaret Atwood's car. So, you know. <laughs> this is a true story. <sighs> Sorry. That's what, like, it's bad because it was definitely just an example of, like, the way that the older male poets sexually harassed young women mm -hmm. entering into their social sphere. Mm -hmm. But she's really mean and it's also very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's Woo! complicated. Okay. Everything is complicated. 
You know, when Gwendolyn McEwen was getting a divorce from Milton Acorn, her absolute nightmare of an emotionally abusive husband, Al Purdy helped her get the divorce. Mm. And Margaret Atwood made the decision to go to Milton Acorn's special celebration party instead of the Governor General's award where Gwendolyn McEwen was winning. So sometimes... I mean, Al Purdy helped her get the divorce reluctantly because he had proof that Milton Acorn had been cheating on her. He definitely mm-hmm. didn't do it out of a feminist allegiance. Anyway, if anybody's interested in that story, which is great, I really recommend that you read Andrea Bennett's excellent essay collection, Like a Boy But Not a Boy, mm-hmm. published with Arsenal Pulp Press, blurbed by me. It was Ooh. the first book I ever blurbed. It made Ooh. me feel famous. But also the book rules. It's primarily about being a non-binary gestational parent and Mm -hmm. like complex relationships to gender and parenting and and nursing. Um, Mm -hmm. It's an absolutely remarkable essay collection. And it ends with this great essay about Gwendolyn McEwen. (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) And also about Stephen Galloway. Oh, no. Anyway, why don't we why don't we wrap this up? We didn't answer the question about fan fiction, and we're not going to. Why don't Never. we wrap this up with one last non-HP question from you? Okay, okay. Oh, some of these are so funny, but... Mm. <laughs> we could just do a lightning round. <laughs> okay, this question comes from Stitches and Ellipsis. Go-to comfort food. Uh, ooh, go... Uh, ice cream. Yeah, it's ice cream. Okay. Poutine. Great. (laughs) Will you be doing more episodes with Neil? This is from Franny Frisbee. We will invite him to come on as a guest on one of the main episodes when we hit on a subject that is appropriate to his research area. Hard agree. Uh, This comes from KAlex814, or also possibly Calix. Your guilty pleasures. Oh, I don't feel guilty about pleasure. Oh, what a good answer. I will say my indulgent pleasures when I am tired and burnt out are things like putting on a season of Taskmaster in the background and playing a totally mindless iPhone game for like three Mm. hours. That feels very indulgent to me to just like Mm -hmm. zone out and do something totally brain numbing for a while. Mm, I like that. Yes, yes. I definitely have a tendency to both eat and drink my feelings. Mm. And so... That's that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Me too. I think many of us do. That is why a lot mm-hmm. of us have gotten fatter during the pandemic. And you know what? Getting fatter rules. Mm. Yeah. Taking care of yourself, putting your needs and desires and wants yeah. first. Yeah. Very important. Um, okay. Uh, 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 one more. This is it. Okay. One more. One more. One more. This lightning round could not be less lightning like. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, I also have been given short essays as answers, so. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to ask this question because I don't understand it. Great, go. What is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? <laughs> it's a Monty Python <laughs> reference. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listen, I can't help it. All of the years that I spent watching Monty Python, I was extremely high. And so I don't remember any of the content beyond the things that stood out to me when I was high. Holy Grail holds up. 
Hi. Hi, Elliot. Elliot. Do you want to say hi? Yeah. Hi, Andy, hi. Hannah. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Everyone, Elliot is here, so we're going to go. We're going to go, and I'm going to talk to Elliot. <laughs> yeah, this is a real pleasure. Thank you all for your yeah. questions. Thank you for See your you support. See you next month. Bye. Bye. Which please, which please make it make sense to me. Because a muggle in me just wants to know. Which please, which please make it make sense to me. Because a muggle in me just wants to know.